Okay. This one's not working for some reason. Where are you posting? YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, you know what? I guess we're going to have to do it without that one. Anyways, welcome to Hi. Third Eye TV. This is Nisha Khanna. Um, is it Dr. Nisha Khanna? It sure is. Yes. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So, I tell me, doctor of what? So, doctor of medicine, internal medicine. Okay. Um, and, um, and then so much more since the medical degree, uh -huh. uh, which I kind of with my patients that that's where I draw most of my um, my knowledge and um, and experience these days and kind of the mode that I like to work uh -huh. um, so it's funny I feel like everything I learned after medical school really? is what I'm really excited about so that kind of hits home for me because my sister is an internal medicine mm -hmm. doctor as well and um, you know I feel like we have this kind of thing where we both want to help our, and heal our parents, my parents, and she's got the medicine thing, and I'm like, no, get off the medicine. So it's kind of like a little battle, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Dad, don't get on the statins. Don't do the high blood pressure. You know, health and, and you know, workout and food and all these things are the way to do it, you know? He's been healthy his whole life, and then all of a sudden he gained like 40, 50 pounds and lost yeah. his edge, you know? And so... Um, Kind of, I, I wish my sister would learn some of these things, but obviously I say in her own time, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it has to be you have to call, it has to be called to you, you know. Yeah, and I mean it. It does take a lot of courage to go against the grain, you yeah. know, to go against what you've been told is the way things are. But yeah. when the way things are isn't working for you, yeah. and it doesn't work for your friends or your family, um, and it's doesn't work for your patients because you know a lot of um, a lot of chronic medical care just keeps you sick yeah. um, without symptoms for the most part but not healed on, on a deeper level yeah. and um, and so when that's not working and you wouldn't do it yourself um, then that's sort of what inspired me to pursue other answers there was so much in medicine that's it's idiopathic. We don't know. I wanted to know what we don't know yeah. the answer to. And a big part of taking that next step for me was sort of going back in time to, um, to work that I had um, received from an Ayurvedic practitioner mm -hmm. and going back to learn under him at his school in New Mexico, Dr. Uh, Dr. Ladd. Okay. And, uh, and so I spent two years... Um, sort of just taking time off, practicing okay. medicine, um, and became a student again. And it was it was one of the most amazing experiences for me because so much of uh, medicine up until that point what didn't didn't feel like it was like my bones and blood sort of feeling. Yeah. And I know that's great when some physicians have that, like I want to be a gastroenterologist yeah. or I want to be a dermatologist. And, yeah. I was one of those people in medical school that was like, um, 
I don't know. I guess, I mean, I just wanted to learn more about the human body and how things work and everything and help people. Yeah. But, um, but I, I didn't have this feeling of, I want to specialize in this and I'm going to become this kind of doctor. Yeah. Uh, if they had an integrative, integrative medicine fellowship at that time, that would have been the thing that I resonated with. But um, this was back in um, 2000 when I um, graduated medical school that there wasn't such a thing. And so people who have that option these days is such a privilege that it's this thing that's created for them. But, um, but for me, uh, I didn't have that feeling until I showed up at Ayurvedic school and was like, oh my God, this was the reason I was born mm -hmm. to like understand this knowledge, this system that yes. gives you the answer to the word idiopathic. Mm -hmm. In Ayurveda, there really isn't anything that's idiopathic. It, you can understand everything according to the system, your entire internal world as well as your external world. You understand the universe, you can understand other people. Mm -hmm. And it had a very deep spiritual component too. So, yeah. so it was like going back to school to learn about your, yourself, your struggles, the, your, the personal things that you went through through a medical lens. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so it was an incredibly healing experience for me, an incredible learning experience. And then um, I was I found like that was the the time that I felt so passionate that like, oh my God, now I can take this and, and, okay. and use it. So it's like you stepped into your power. I would say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's amazing because um, I feel like there are not enough doctors who are taking that plunge. There's a lot of fear, a lot of debt, there's a lot of uh, insecurity with even stepping into the Eastern medicine field because there's not enough study, they say. You know, um, I love Ayurveda, other than the fact that I'm a vegan and I don't eat the, the ghee and the, the butter and the berry, but everything else, like I'm obsessed with the trifala, I take that every day. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, it's, my grandma raised me, you know, with so many Ayurvedic principles and it was like, it, it kept me alive in so many ways because, um, you know, it was fresh made food, we were gardening, we were doing the mantras and I was learning so much and then going to my parents' house, it was, you know, pizza from the, uh, from the grocery store, you know, frozen everything, cake in the breakfast, you know, so I was like, so many different, it was so, it was so polarized, you know, but I came back to my roots, you know, after my grandparents died, I actually ended up um, gaining 100 pounds. And it was like, I lost that, that energy that was teaching me all these amazing things, and then I came back to it, and it's always been like, I gotta remember, you know, you are what you eat, think and breathe, and I gotta make sure that I don't cheat my food, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and then I had that excitement around Ayurveda, and then it's just been building since then. So, um, oh, yes, yes, okay, so, <laughs> yeah, keep talking. No, no, it's been building because, um, because then it's like part of me always has this question like, okay, is the learning over now? Like, are we done um, with this school or this program and this certification? It's, it's never over, it just really isn't, and I'm so excited about that. I, um, so after Ayurvedic school, I was like, okay, so how am I going to put this together? Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of two very different mm -hmm. ways of looking at, at wellness. And, um, and then I found that in functional medicine. Mm -hmm. So coming back to Austin to live and work um, as, my, 
as I say, my final home, but who knows. Mm -hmm. um, but um, coming back to live here, um, I kind of went directly into a, working at a functional medicine clinic, and that was really beautiful for me because it resonated a lot with Ayurveda, and it was that sort of bridge between yeah. East and West philosophy mm -hmm. in that the idea that all disease begins in the gut is a very functional principle. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking about the microbiome and thinking about how to support that and leaky gut and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was all new terminology and a, a, you know very much research based. Mm -hmm. um, but um, for me, it was a, a really interesting place to be to be like. Okay, wow, that's exactly what I learned in Ayurvedic school, and this mm -hmm. really applies. And um, and the idea of Agni and Ayurveda metabolism, you, they they actually refer to Agni as being your probiotic flora too. Mm -hmm. And so for and me, Agni stands for fire. Yes, Agni is fire. Yeah. So that's so funny. You've heard of Agni Hotra. Right. Yeah. I do that. Do you? Yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, that was one of the things I learned in Ayurvedic school is mm -hmm. how to clear an energetic space. Yes. And yes. Uh, I was actually going to do one. You know how I told you I had um, a client at three. Yeah. I was actually going to do one um, to clear the space for the um, the med spa that I'm going to be the integrative director at. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, but uh, we ended up postponing. You have to do it exactly at sunrise or sunset. So yeah. we, we were Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so I mean, but that's that's one piece of it um, of what you know what I'm thinking about for the future. Mm -hmm. um, what I'd really like to build too is my private practice, working with patients. Mm -hmm. So I'll just fill you in on a couple of the, the gaps. So I worked at the functional clinic, and then um, and then after um, that uh, enterprise um, closed. Um, I uh, moved on to work at Whole Foods and, and Whole Foods, Amazon, Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so for the past two years, I've been um, working there as one of the primary physicians for their employees. They're beautiful. They, they created a, a clinic for their. Is that uh, in downtown? Yeah. Okay. It's at the the downtown location, and it's it's been a really, really wonderful um, project to be a part of. Um, it is very primary care oriented, but I've been weaving in the Ayurveda, the functional medicine, mm -hmm. um, knowledge of supplements and adrenal support. You're like, give me the medicine. Things. And you're like, no. <laughs> well, I would say only about 30% of the patients that I've worked with at Whole Foods have been, I just want to do prescription medicines. Mm -hmm. Most people have been really open. And mm -hmm. it might be that segment of the population too. Whole Foods being. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, most people are really open that I've worked with lately to, you know, an alternative approach because they, they are frustrated with the medical system of not, you know, you know, someone comes in and they're fatigued and there yeah. really isn't anything, uh, you know, most traditional doctors will do other than run a series of blood tests, making sure they're not anemic and, um, low, you know, obviously low thyroid, but um, that whole gap of wellness is what's missing. And so if you approach a, a patient well, you know, I know you don't have anything that you're telling me is wrong with you, but would you like to feel better? Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, and I'll ask everybody some, you know, standard questions about sleep, energy, um, and uh, and you know, overall sort of like dietary intake. And so, um, 
you know, just gathering that bits of information, someone might not think they have an issue, but they're waking up four times a night, mm-hmm. and and they've just gotten used to it. Yeah. And I was like, well, would you like some support with that? Because mm-hmm. we can talk about magnesium, mm-hmm. um, some basic minerals that are missing. Mm-hmm. We can talk about herbs like ashwagandha to mm-hmm. help. Um, Speaking know, of which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to help modulate the adrenals and, um, and you know, at as a nerve body too. It's an adaptogen body. too. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so funny you were talking about that. What do you think of the alchemy of healing? Like, uh, you know, having symptoms that are emotional uh, come up. You know, isn't that, is that, does that resonate with you in terms of some things that you do? Well, for sure. So kind of I was giving you the trajectory of where okay. things have okay. gone yeah. and where the passion is. And so it, it, it it went to Ayurveda and then got excited about functional medicine and you know along the way I would say where I feel so much resonance at the moment is in energy medicine and the um, the ability of the well just the power of the mind and looking deeper and working with people on this mental emotional level to um, to really heal and that's where I'm getting most excited about lately. Yeah. I really feel it's important to have all those basic things in place. Like, and I've I've noticed this firsthand too that if I you know if I optimize my thyroid function, then mentally I'm in a better place. And so it's not a one way street where the mind is just influencing the body. Yes. The mind is, is the body is also influencing the mind. So we have to work on both, mm-hmm. and that's an Ayurvedic principle. The whole reason this science of Ayurveda was created was to help people to be able to meditate better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't sit for meditation if your knee's bothering you exactly. or if, you know, you, um, you're you so distracted by uh, your racing thoughts. Yeah. You know, and so the the idea of it not being, it being a two-way road mm-hmm. is something I think is important to acknowledge because people are very quick to also say, oh, the mind is everything. The mind mm. controls your entire system and yeah. you created this disease and this and that. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like there, that is valid in, in one place, but it needs to be balanced with the idea that we can totally support the mind through supporting the body. I agree. Let's not forget the physical form that we have that's connected directly to the earth mm-hmm. and that draws energy from the earth as yeah. well as from above. Yeah. We are the, the conduit. We are the Intermediate yes, piece. Agreed. So agree. let's 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 value our solid form, our three D, mm-hmm. in addition to our ethereal piece. Yeah. So yeah, I would say I'm very much interested in mind body medicine, mm-hmm. in energy medicine. Um, I since um, since medical school, I certified as a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. So I practice that with my body work that I do, the Ayurvedic body treatments. One of my favorite treatments. To, um, to do on a patient, and if I can do it in a series, even better, is Marma, which yeah. is um, Vedic acupressure. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's kind of phenomenal. And I've had such interesting experiences with patients telling me that they feel like they have um, angelic guidance and um, ancestors coming in to they feel their energy mm-hmm. during a treatment, mm-hmm. um, and they feel the support of, of kind of other beings sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just incredible because I just open the gate. I just am doing my thing, mm-hmm. and um, and whatever wants to come through for a person's highest healing comes yes. through. And so 
ends up being a really amazing experience. Mm -hmm. And so I get really excited about that because it's easy to do and it's easy to experience. It doesn't take a lot of equipment or anything like that. And, um, and it's so profoundly yeah, fun. Yeah. So that's, that's one of my favorite practices. Love it. That's great. Um, that's funny because my, my, my path was very similar. I was working on my body um, and then I was working on, you know, um, my diet and my mind at the same time. And now I'm working on my emotions in a big way with the inner alchemy. Mm -hmm. So we just did uh, an inner alchemy um, meditation, or it's called an L-set with Michael. Um, and how did you feel from that? I feel really good. I was surprised. I mean, I was open, but at the same time, I was, you know, unsure what to expect. And um, I'm recovering from the flu. I had it last weekend, and it's um, it was lingering. And that was the thing that I wanted to sort of feel better about today. And um, and I'm surprisingly happy and energized <laughs> compared to like how I've been yeah, feeling. Yeah, it for doesn't most... seem like you're under the weather. Yeah. Um, where, you, where you were, yeah. Yeah. So you know that's pretty neat to mm -hmm. be able to create a shift within just a few minutes. Yeah, it's it's really effective, and I'm so excited to be a part of continuously this, doing this training because it's healed me in so many ways. Um, and every time I do it with somebody else, I feel like it, it creates a vortex of energy in the room. You know, um, it's very positive. It's also really nice to just chant. To oh, I know. Too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like the resonance sort of picks up sometimes and yeah. It amplifies. Yeah, yeah, totally, and it. Right before you get on camera, too, it kind of gives you this grounded sense of, you know, um, you feel like your authenticity comes up, you know, mm -hmm. in certain ways. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Michael, you have anything to share? Yeah, sure. Um, you want to come sit next to me? Yeah, that'd be great. Sorry. Oh, and um, I want to give a shout out to Kai Van Bodie. We're drinking some of your Third Eye Kai. Um, and I'm going to be sending you some next week, so looking forward to that. That's um, how, do you, how do you guys like this stuff? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah? Yeah, it really, it really tastes alive. Yeah, totally. How about you? Um, it is a little bitter for me, but, um, but also very interesting. And um, I, uh, I, I feel like it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it is healthy. Nothing about it is unhealthy. Yes, and... Uh, um, they were talking um, a bit earlier about the mental, emotional aspects or those types of energetic aspects of an ailment or disease. Well, um, uh, the energy healing is completely based on healing the energetic core causes before it gets to that point, getting rid of the energy so, so the energy does flow well through the whole system and all and, and everything that's related to that. And life chain, Elsa is life change, self-energy transformation. It's a whole being uh, inner alchemy. It, so, you do, it, so it changes you from seeing anything uh, that you label bad or negative as valuable, and you alchemize that to heal the core cause. And it's based on something uh, I call the, uh, the, the obvious path of spiritual development, where your authentic truth higher on himself puts an, an uncomfortable situation in front of you or, or something you're uncomfortably negatively doing 
or externally like an uncomfortable toxic person that a lot of my clients are having problems with now because they're going home for the holidays or have in-laws coming that they can't stand and it's bringing up <laughs> and so and so that's a toxic person that's in your life that your higher I am self says okay you still haven't healed all the buttons all the hooks that this per triggers yes triggers yeah exactly and so what else that does is it goes it's you know it goes the obstacle is the path so you see the comfort the, the just oh grateful that this is a part of me that I'm going to alchemize and transform and also once you transform it to that level that same uncomfortable person or that same ridiculous in-law um, doesn't push buttons with you anymore and you just sit there and they don't change at all but they don't bother you anymore they say the same stuff that they've said for years and you're sitting there oh yeah, Happy holidays. it's happening to me. It's where like I'm, I'm not bothered, and it's really nice. What's the explanation or the mechanism for that? I think what happens is, is and this is my own theory, but the vibration is no longer matching. So once you're no longer matching, you're like, oh, whatever. It's not even something I need to worry about because it, it's, it's a low vibration thing. You know, it's not something that you need to bend down and look at. That's what's, mm -hmm. what's happening is they're, they're parasitic uh, in the sense that all they want is a reaction. They don't actually care about the subject matter, you know? So a lot of times that's what triggers are. and It might be from past trauma or something internally that you haven't been able to see or deal with. But once it starts coming up, you start being able to say, oh, whatever, I've dealt with that already. Or yeah. I know what I this is. I guess it doesn't come up for some years. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. And see, part of that mechanism is... Um, uh, like a few years ago, they did this experiment where they put a toxic narcissist in a room and an empath that, that had a history of attracting. And they didn't know they were there, but they ended up talking and getting along. And, you know, and the empath attracted the narcissist. Why? Because you have these inner wounds in you given to you by toxic narcissists your whole life and you and you vibrate them in mm. and then when you heal it they have nothing they're not attracted to you anymore mm. they go to and it heals the wounds because toxic narcissists they find the person who they can get into the wounds the quickest to get the energy you know, and along that line and also another mechanism is your authentic truth, higher I am self, brings in front of you people, places, events, situations, and things to bring up discomfort. Yeah. Unless and unless you're not ready. Yeah, exactly. And so they won't give you anything that you can't handle. Exactly. Yeah. And since the authentic truth, um, this this um, alchemic process. It is you connecting to your authentic truth, higher I am self, called the soul, over soul, all that. And you all have a cord going up from the top of your head. And it's the, the dependable, most easily verifiable source of divine information you can, you can get. muscle test it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, because I had lots of clients who, had talk, who were talking to guys for years, and then they learned this process and go, oh, you know what? That God I had, it was that you know that um, that it was dark. It was dark, and it was, what happens is you get these entities, 
and they pull out your core chi, as they call it. Yeah. And so, and you don't, you, you're not able to um, you know, harness your chi because, exactly. yeah, I know. I've, I've, Wait, what are you guys talking about? Entities? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like, uh, you know, the entities come in through our body when we go through trauma and pain, mm-hmm. and it happens at various types of times in our lives. I, when I first started working with Michael, I had four. And they came at 4, 6, 12, and 16. Different times yeah. in my life where I had severe trauma and I wasn't, it was unresolved. I wasn't healed from it. And there were stories running in my head. And so I went back in time, or I went, whatever, how, how you do it, I went to that place and my adult self comforted my younger self. And also um, the stories were able to change. And I was able to see it for what it actually was. Um, and, and I had found comfort. And then since then, physically, my body no longer had the pains. No longer, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe this is actually working. Um, so I, I didn't believe it, you know. And, and then I was actually, my inner child started coming alive. Uh, in the sense, I, I could see it, I could feel it, I could nurture it. And my youth started coming back in certain ways. Physically, I was like, whoa, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's really transformational, so. And just one final point is, and see, this is very it's very simple. Um, all you do is uh, is you reinforce your intent with, with the multi energetics, and you just got to give um, this tech give your truth higher I am self and truth innate self the intent, and it and it goes in and heals the, and heals you at the subatomic at the DNA with the epigenetic tags with your neuroplasticity. It takes care of all the details. So. You, you could just go, my temporary negative problem is, ah! and then my temper, and then my permanent positive solution is, yeah, and your higher I am self hears that, and innate self, and goes in and does everything you need, so at the end, you're going, yeah. And, it, and it's really also, I've noticed, yeah. being a, a student of law of attraction, it's, it's using those tools, you know, at the same time, like I, when I say something, that in my system I feel that way but if I say something that's positive I can I can become more positive from just saying that you know yes uh, that, uh, that that's a very good point see what um, uh, like I, I like during the training I have students they they have their favorite mantras their favorite uh, types of affirmations and you plug that into LSAT and like a lot of people they go um, I love myself and then, and then they tune in and they go, why do I have a discomfort level of 12 on that? What's going on? Well, the reason is you have deep knowings and energetic patterns and beliefs mm-hmm. that say, that go, no, you're not. You don't love yourself. You can't love yourself. Uh-huh. And so when people say, I believe this, that's why it doesn't manifest because you have that fear. And so with LSAT, you, uh, the, the permanent possibility, then you L-set that and you alchemize out all the doubt, all the negative dialogue, all the negative emotional patterns, all, all the negative um, thinking energetic patterns. And so when you say, I love myself, you really mean it. You're not, you're not faking it like going, okay, I'm going to believe this and then, and then will, I love myself. That's you fighting against yourself, and when you fight against yourself, 
you're going against yourself with fear, and when you focus on any part of yourself with fear, then it expands. Yep. And so this, it's that, it's pretty straightforward. Beautiful. Thanks, Michael. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, it was intense, but it was beautiful, and um, that is that is the inner alchemy. Um, it, it's not something that is ready. It's not. It's not for everyone yet, and I believe everyone can get to a place where they can start using. This oh tool. yeah, uh, you have to be open minded to, to this kind of uh, method. But I believe it is amazing. So the next part of the show is I want to have Nisha draw something from this. And we're <laughs> going to talk about the subject matter. Okay. I was hoping that you wouldn't look at it and kind of just do a little shuffle. Over. I didn't like. See it. Well, it's on uh, there, but I can still do another shot. Okay, okay, there you go. So I kind of want you to. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> should I read it? Yes, you should. Okay, love. Love, okay. <laughs> we were just talking about love yourself. So, oh, yeah. Okay, well, no, just talk about love. What does love mean to you? Oh, my gosh. Um, isn't that a question of like ongoing discovery? I feel like anyone who probably says they know what love is maybe still discovering it too. Mm -hmm. um, because even with it, and I guess there's just so many different forms as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I would say it's a constant discovery of uh, oneself. Mm -hmm. um, because a, a, quote, side, a quote that I really like is, um, we can only love each other to, to the capacity with which we love ourselves because similar to what you guys were just talking about with, um, with wounds, magnetizing other people's wounds. Um, I feel that, um, that as long as we are still working on our own wounds, we are going to be magnetizing the type of love that will, you know, help us see it. Help us, see, help us work on whatever we need to work on. And so, um, so the more that we really discover about ourselves and uh, and work through our own mental and emotional baggage, the more we're able to love ourselves and then also love each other. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, okay. I like that. Um, you know, love for me has changed recently so much because I've recently found out a lot about um, childhood that I kind of disassociated from okay. and um, I realized that I was attracting this form of love or this definition of love that I don't believe is love and so it, my, my love code has changed dramatically because I was in this situation where I was constantly feeling insecure in relationships and I was creating that dynamic unknowingly subconsciously and I wasn't allowed I wasn't allowing love to even come I was only allowing myself to love someone else. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, mainly because I was just talking about it recently. Um, but I, um, I I don't think I feel that way personally. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you do. <laughs> yeah, no, but I definitely see it as um, kind of an epidemic. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that maybe people are so removed from what it feels like to really love and honor yourself, that um, that it's much more comfortable to to give to give to give because, but a 
beautiful um, poem that I like from a book that was in a book, Nonviolent um, Communication. One of the lines talks about in um, basically someone's receiving is is there is the gift itself, yeah. and so we have to be good at giving and receiving because when we receive a gift well, we allow the other person to give to yeah. us, which is a gift that ultimately you give to them mm -hmm. because it feels so good to give yeah. that why would you deny somebody the opportunity I, to give to you? I, I like that. And, That's a good way of al and so, yeah. optimizing love. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and giving and receiving. Yeah, so if someone has a block with receiving, I'll usually suggest, well, then you're, you're really not allowing that other person the gift of giving to you. And give them the gift of being able to give to you, because I know as a, you know, working in energy medicine, as a healer, as a hands-on uh, body worker, how good I feel when I give a treatment. Mm -hmm. That I would, I mean, it's kind of like, I do it for work, but I also get this incredible energy from giving yeah, in, in that good, way. Right? And, and so, um, I love to give, and I think a lot of people love to give. They yeah. love to, you know, and more importantly, give to somebody who receives Appreciates. And it doesn't even have to be the, the words. It doesn't have to be thank you and thank you so much. And, you know, but it's like you, you know when someone is so happy to receive something. And that makes me feel even better to give it is if it's received well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, was, I had a conversation with a friend recently, and um, it's like we're talking about love. And, and that specific thing, and, and when something lands, it's different when something is just thrown. You know what I'm saying? And it's our duty to be able to make things land. That's that's really communicating at a high level. It's not just communicating just for the sake of communicating. It's communicating for someone to really understand. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, and I mean that's that's that root of communication is communion. And I feel like so many times we, when we use our words, we're not really using them to that purpose. We're not trying to, like, say an argument, for example. Um, if there's two people who, are, who just want to prove their point, I'm right. No, you're right. No, I'm you're right. Then, then the point of that is not communication. The point is just to state your perspective. Mm -hmm. To communicate is to be like, hey, you know what? We both have our separate opinions, but maybe the truth or the solution lies in the space between us. How do we take steps to understand the person to mm -hmm. the point where we can, you know, actually be in communion again? This, because to be in communion is to be one, right? Yeah. And so. Um, I mean, I think communication is so important to express yourself and to express, you know, where you have confusion or where you have, um, you know, basically you want to express your opinion about things. But, um, but that's sort of, you know, you're talking about law of attraction. That's where the idea of law of projection comes into play too. And, um, and I think we have to be, equally aware of when we are projecting positive things as when we are projecting 
negative things because if we say, oh, you're so generous, you're so generous, it's important to acknowledge that there's generosity in you that is able to see the generosity in someone else. So it's not just a, a negative law of projection. And, um, and recognizing that, you know, honestly, when you, if you do take the law of projection seriously, all communication is really just communication with yourself. Beautiful. Because what you what you see in another is coming up for the you. The mirror! <laughs> yeah, it's coming up for yeah, you to, yeah. to either see um, as something that you're interested in working on or um, see as something that maybe you have fear around not um, expressing. Beautiful. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. But I just want to say a couple of last minute things. Um, to get in touch with Michael, go to www.iamlifechange.com. And also Third Eye Tonic, where you can uh, sign up for our course that we're doing starting Jan June, January 2nd. And where do we find you? Yeah, so um, my name's Nisha, Nisha Khanna. So Dr. Nisha Khanna. Dr. Dr. Nisha Khanna. So my website is Nisha Khanna MD. So that's N I S H A period. No, wait, there's no period. That's my email. Me. <laughs> you can your email too. Me, you should come to MD, N I S H A, then Kana, K H A, and then A, um, MD.com. And then you'll have, you can see my list of services there as well as um, contact me through my uh, contact page, which emails me. Perfect. Thank you so much for watching and have a, wonder, have a wonderful Friday and wonderful weekend. Thank you so much.